This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Skate Podcast on weei.com. Bobby Orr, behind the net to Sanderson. Bobby Orr! For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. With writer and producer Brian DeFelice. Brian DeFelice is an emerging talent. Bridget Prue. Yeah, he's a little bit on the hot seat. Burn him! And WEEI.com Bruins writer Scott McLaughlin. Hey, Scott! Lace him up for some bees talk right now. I'm a damn It's the Skate Pod on WEEI. Welcome into the Skate Pod, episode 151. I'm Bridget Prue here with Scott McLaughlin. Brian is at work, but Scott is just coming out of Bruins practice. He had a chance to talk to Charlie Coyle, get an interview uh, one-on-one with him for about 15 minutes, right, Scott? Um, and touch on a few things from the road trip to where the team's at, um, you know, how they feel about where they are right now. Uh, just, Scott, tell us a little bit about what you're about what our listeners are about to hear in that Charlie Cole interview. Yeah, we talked about Trent Frederick quite a bit to you, his breakout season and just uh, the relationship between them two, um, you know, on the third line. Obviously, they've had a very good season together. Frederick's had, you know, breakout season individually and, you know, kind of went back to last year a little bit and how Coyle has um, – you know, really had confidence in Frederick even last year when he wasn't producing. Um, what else did we talk about? So I had to get my usual non-hockey question in at the end, uh, which we going off the Winter Classic when they uh, warmed up by playing baseball and then football. I wanted to know who the best all-around athlete is on the team. And also, if the Bruins as a team had to play another sport, what would they be best at? So uh, that that's how it closes out, but plenty of actual hockey talk uh, before that. Um, we also talked about how, you know, they hit like a little bit of a lull in terms of how they were playing and we're still getting results and then didn't even really have to 
like didn't even have to lose to get out of it, which I think is kind of just a testament to this team's mindset and leadership. So, um, yeah, we talked about that too. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people like it. Coyle Coyle's great. I mean, he's always a good interview, and uh, you know, he was he was good for this and gave some some long, well thought out answers. So that always makes makes the job easy uh, as the person doing the interview. Kind of just let him talk. Yeah, the one thing about him that people probably don't get to see, but like in the locker room after the games and especially for the Winter Classic, like I feel like people talk to him for like 30 minutes. He he's very, you know, he, he's not bothered by taking the time to answer questions. He was actually seemed to be enjoying himself a lot when it was after the Winter Classic win and waves and waves of reporters were coming and talking to him and he had no problem sticking around and just and just having a conversation. Uh, so that's why it's always nice to have him. So Thank you to him for joining our podcast for today. And Scott, there's a few other things we wanted to hit on just briefly before we transition into that. Um, So the Bruins make a transaction today. Wagner uh, going back down, assigned to Providence. And Yuna Kapanen is who the Bruins have recalled. Uh, He is a center. You see, Kapanen, there we go. so he will be, he's a center and he'll be um, cracking the lineup for his first time in his career. Yeah, he'll be the fourth line center Thursday night against Seattle. Um, and basically the reason he got recalled is because Thomas Nosek has been playing through injury. People might remember probably a couple of weeks ago at this point, but he, he sat the second night of a back-to-back. Um, he did play back-to-back Saturday and Sunday this past weekend out in California. Uh, but Thomas Nosek has not taken a face-off in the last four games. So that gives you a little bit of a tip-off in terms of what it could be injury-wise. Usually for a center, that means, you know, it could be shoulder, back, like something that's going to, you know, hands, whatever, that's going to affect his ability to take a face-off. Uh, they had kind of, you know, been able to piece it together with, maybe having an extra center on the ice with them or Felino has taken more draws, but now they've decided to go the route of actually just calling up a center. Um, and like you said, sending Wagner back down, which is by no means any sort of commentary on Wagner. It's just, they want to, they want to get an actual center in there and not have to worry about, you know, trying to get someone else on the ice or having to have Felino take the draw. So Tomas Nosek, gets bumped over to right wing. Uh, so he'll play on the wing a little bit more now. And Kapana makes his NHL debut. He's been in the Bruins system for, I think, four or five years now. And is, you know, he's never been one of their top prospects, but he's a guy who's just consistently gotten better and has kind of moved up Providence's lineup over the years. Um, he has 19 points this season down there. I think he's, fifth on the team in scoring. So he's, you know, there is a little bit of offense to his game. Uh, And I think just a good, this is the kind of thing that's just like a good organizational move where you have an opportunity to get a guy into the NHL lineup for the first time. Oh, by the way, on a team that's on a record setting pace. And, you know, just sounds like a nice message of, Hey, we see what you're doing. We see the hard work you're putting in and the progress you made. And, you're going to get rewarded and, you know, we'll see if it's just one game or if it lasts longer than that, but uh, 
Stepan will get his first NHL game. And I think, you know, that's what you want. You want there to at least be a little bit of an opportunity for guys who have earned it. And I think they feel like he's, he's earned it over the last couple of years with how much better he's gotten. If people remember um, in the preseason, he was one of the final cuts. Like he, he lasted through the first couple of rounds of cuts. So they obviously saw quite a bit that they liked even then, you know, I remember we were wondering at the time, like, oh, they, these guys who made it to the end, like, they can't all really be in consideration to make the team, we don't think. But then Jacob Lauko actually did, and it was like, oh, okay, I guess these were actually the guys that they liked. So Kapanen being there until the end in the preseason, I think gave you an indication that they liked where he was at at that time. And he's only, you know, helped himself more with the way he's played in Providence. Yeah, and, and so we're going to see him for the first time Thursday, um, Thursday against Seattle, 7 o'clock puck drop at home. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, the Bruins are supposed to rematch Toronto. And uh, another thing we just wanted to touch on quickly is just the fact that Austin Matthews is now day-to-day uh, -day after getting injured last game. So we don't know whether or not we will see Austin Matthews at the Garden on Saturday. It could you know, for the Bruins, it's good news, right? Like you don't want to play Austin Matthews, but once again, we're seeing a situation where teams line up, like you're lining up against the best teams and they're not at full strength. So it's still hard to judge. Yeah, I actually, I don't think it is good news. I mean, I guess if like, if all you're concerned about is getting two points, then, then sure, obviously the Leafs aren't as good if he's out, but I mean, I know I want to see the Bruins actually be tested. We've already had way too many of these games this season where they go up against a team that, you know, should be a cup contender, but they're missing a key piece, whether that's Vegas with without Eichel or Petrangelo or Colorado down like four forwards or whatever when they played them. Um, it would be a bummer to face Toronto without Matthews because then you know you're just – you're not facing them at anything close to full strength. And, and I – I also think this Bruins team wants to be tested. Like I, I think they, especially because Toronto is one of the few regulation losses that they've had this season. Um, they lost their game in Toronto. We touched on that the last podcast. And, you know, I think they want to, I think there'll be some motivation there to kind of get some revenge and sort of like remind Toronto, you know, hey, we're in charge. We're, we're the best team in the league. Like you don't have our number. Um, but that loses like a little bit of its luster if you're doing it with Austin Matthews out, because then it's like, well, who cares? Like their best players out. So this game doesn't really tell us anything. Yeah. And then just a reminder for people as well, that Monday game against Philly is at 1 PM. Is that a holiday, Scott? What holiday is it? Yeah. Martin Luther King day. Oh, okay. So, so that's why we get a Monday um, start for that one, a Monday 1 PM start. For that one um anything else you want to go over scott before we throw it to charlie no i don't think so i think uh we're good to just uh transition right into the interview all right i'm here with charlie coyle for the skate podcast charlie thanks for taking a few minutes uh you guys get back on the ice after two full days off coming back from the west coast just how did it feel out there today uh it was it was it was nice it, to get two days off it's kind of a rare rare thing to have um but i think in the long run it's going to help and usually at first skate back can be a little rusty and um you don't feel the best but you get you know your legs back and feeling good and get the puck touches in 
and and you just got to bring that focus right away to make sure because we play tomorrow, right? So um, the the rest is good, but then you got to ramp it back up right away and and make sure you're ready to go and practice. So I, I think it was a it was a decent one out there today. Just what is it like coming to the rink every day with you guys winning as much as you are right now? Yeah, it's you almost feel I don't know it's the right terminology for it, but like you you feel spoiled, right? Because yeah, we're playing so well, which is great, and you always have that. It's just always a good feeling coming to the rink, and you know you played. Usually, there's a point, at least one point or a stretch during the year, if not multiple, where you're going through either it's a couple losses or you know you're going through kind of these lulls, and it's just not you're not having as much fun because you're losing. Things are going you know not your way, and you come into the rink every morning. It's a little tougher to to come and and you don't have that happy feeling always, right? You got to keep you got to generate and really work for it. And right now. I mean, we're, don't be wrong, we're working hard, and, I, and we got a good team, and, and we're winning, which we're doing the work outside, so that's, that's helping this, this good feeling every time you come in. But um, it's a long way to go, and we're, on, we're almost halfway here, um, so it's a long season. I think that's what you kind of – you see people around town, you talk to people, oh, the season's going great, the season's going great, right? And it's almost like, it's almost like you want to dumb it down a little bit because you don't want to be – you don't want to be complacent, right? And you don't want to be on your high horse and because um, it can change in an instant. And, you know, playoffs is always a different animal. So we want to be ready for that. We always want to be pushing for more and doing that. But to have that good feeling every day come to the rink and makes it easy to work hard. And as long as you bring that focus, that's been huge. I mean, you guys kind of had that stretch, you know, a couple weeks before Christmas around that time where you weren't really, like, playing 60-minute efforts and yet you guys were still getting results. And... I feel like sometimes when teams go through that, it, it does take a little bit of a losing streak to snap out of it. How did you guys manage to, you know, West Coast trip, you guys bring much more complete effort. How do you get out of that without, you know, kind of that bottoming out of losing a few? Yeah, it, it's stuff we've, we've talked about a lot. I was actually thinking about that uh, the last day or two. Um, just, you know, I, I think it's – I think it's – it was the winter classic and kind of sparky you win that game and that's everyone's on a high you go into a road trip and feeling good about your game but we've talked about a lot where you know we like you said we 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 win certain games that we probably shouldn't have the way we play and the way our kind of process that we we try to uh play by and it's not up to par at all and yeah sometimes your skill and sometimes you get certain bounces, you know. It's hockey. Sometimes a team who works the hardest and does the right things, sometimes they don't always win, right? Most of the time you will, but sometimes you don't. And there were games where we were kind of – it showed that. and But our skill kind of just carried us through. And so to kind of – whether it's Monty, the coaching staff, or our leadership, uh, just kind of recognizing, hey, like this – if we play good teams or, you know, or – if we just keep this up right now, like it's it's not going to last, and we're going to start losing games. And sometimes that that overshadows it. You know, you for, you forget to you don't forget, but you just get into these rhythms where you're not doing the right things, but you're still getting the result. And it's not good for the long term. So to correct that, as we have, has been huge. And I think we did that on that road trip, this West Coast road trip, and we got back to the way we were playing. Um, you know, you play more simple. Our hard work, our work ethic, and then our skill takes over from that. And then we're playing the right way. We have more fun. And, I mean, you saw our, usually on that last game of road trip, you just kind of itching to get home. And sometimes you, you leave a little out there. 
we didn't. You know, we, we came and we put a stamp on it, and that, that's a great sign of a, of a good team. So I want to ask about uh, your line and specifically Trent Frederick breaking out. But, but before we get to what he's doing so well, uh, he had some excitement on this West Coast trip. He gets to fight Brendan Lemieux, which I know is one of his favorite things to do. And uh, then, you know, I think Trevor Zegers is like some trash talk. I don't know exactly what happened there, but uh, I feel like he, he almost kind of plays better once he gets going and gets maybe a little agitated. Yeah, it, it's and that usually goes for most people too when you can control it in the right way and he can do that and he's a guy who can uh thank you and he's a guy who can i i think the world of him i think he's such a he's a great he's a great person he's a, he's an awesome teammate a great friend um but he's a great hockey player and he's he's someone who can play any type of situation he has skill he has grit he can fight um and he creates space out there whether it's his presence because people know what he's capable of and also he's a big guy and he can use his body to his advantage um, but the way the way he plays, I, I mean, that Kings game when he fought Lemieux, Lemieux was kind of, he was playing his role pretty good. He was kind of running around and finishing checks, which is what he does well, and getting under skin, and so we kind of recognized that. And I remember Freddie saying, you know, hey, I'm, I, I should just say something to him. I should say something to him, you know. And Because as a lineman, as your lineman, you want, like, we've been playing well together, and we want to keep playing well. And when Freddie's sitting in the box five minutes, you know, it messes things up, right? But there's a time and a place where you got to do that. And Freddie can do whatever he wants. I, I love Freddie. He, he's a smart guy. He can do whatever he wants. So I really don't care. And then he ended up fighting him. And I remember after he, he did his job and he's saying, hey, sorry, I had to do that. And I'm like, why are you saying so? <laughs> say sorry. Like, that, that was great because, one, he stopped running around. He settled down. Two, you scored two goals. Three, we won the game. You know, so he, you know, he's just a great teammate and he always wants to do what's best for everyone. But what he did there was best for the team, and it was best for him too. And it worked out for all of us that he that he stepped up. And those are hard things to do. They are, and he does it so well. And he's finding that balance of when to fight, when to show his presence, and you know which which avenue to take to do that. And that paid off big time for us. That was such a, a big thing for him to do. And then the whole Zegers thing, I really don't know what kind of went on there. I, I kind of missed it, and then the whole scuffle and all that. But that's just guys sticking up. Neil Marshy come in and kind of get in there and just saying hey it's it's you're supposed to, you got to respect everyone right it's you, you respect your opponent and you score you score but it's it's you be respectful of it and there there's a line and i guess you know we felt across the line and we use that as motivation to to play better and that's what we did so that was that's that's what's kind of better is you you, you use it on the scoreboard right that's the old thing when you, even when you're little so it worked out nice and it's nice to see when guys step up like that and it it pay off for for themselves and the team. We've seen Trent have good stretches in the past, but this year really a lot more consistent just on game-to-game basis. And he already has his career high in goals. What do you think has allowed him to take this next step in his career? It's It can be a little of everything. Um, you know, he's another year under his belt, another year getting more confident in the way he plays and the way he's capable of. Because, um, like I've said, he's, he's a great player, and sometimes you – Sometimes you can not fully understand what you're capable of until you kind of branch out and you start using confidence and what you have and you try new things. And when you try new things and not necessarily like it works all the time, but you get the chance to do it over and over again and you build confidence that way, you know, and um, our coaching staff has, has great confidence in him and in us and, and that works as well. Um, 
But I think just that's, that's just what he's capable of. He works hard. Until he goes home in the summer, he puts in the work, puts in the time. He wants to learn. He's always growing and, and wanting to get better that way. Like, we're always talking. He's always asking questions. And, um, and then when you're a solidified role, which he's pretty much been the whole year, that helps as well. I've been in that situation myself where you're kind of switching all over the place or you got to line up or this and that. And it, it makes it harder to play it. it. It's hard to be consistent when you're not a consistent role, right? But you got to find a way always. But um, he's in that. And he just kind of flew with it. And it's, he's just fun to play with. And what he brings to the table, he brings a little of everything. And like I said, he can play any type of game. I remember late last season when he was in and out of the lineup a little bit and you know, your line was kind of getting changed around. You, you know, you'd said something, like answered a question about that and said, you know, you play with anyone, make it work, whatever. But you'd made a comment about, you know, you thought you guys were, had played well and, you know, you liked what you guys had as a line. Yeah. What gave you the belief even then in, in Trent to – you know, to want to play with him, even maybe when the results weren't there for you guys? Um, it's, I don't know, we, we've, we've played a lot the last year or two, and off and on, yeah, but I feel like I've played with him the most, and um, I don't know if the numbers show, but that's what it feels like in my head anyway, so, but when you, when you, when you play together like that, and you kind of know, you can kind of see what, what they're capable of, and, and how they play, and you feel comfortable with playing with certain guys, and Maybe it's off the ice chemistry and you're comfortable with someone. And I, I just love his, his attitude that he comes in with. I, I just love the type of player. You know, he can play any type of situation. Um, you know, it's not necessarily you're playing a guy where you have to go on the corner all the time and get the pucks out and he's just waiting in the slot. Like, he's a guy who can play. We have similar game styles, I think. And he can do what I do. I can do what he does, you know, for the most part, with, you know, with a grain of salt. Um, so that's nice to have. You know, it's like when we play you know, Mark Foligno, or sorry, Mark Foligno, Nick Foligno. And, uh, you know, we have three big bodies who can go in there and, and play the same style. You know, that's hard for people to defend. So I like playing with a guy like that and Freddie who's capable of doing that. And I think when you're getting those opportunities, yeah, not necessarily you're, you're cashing in on them, which you want to, but when you're getting opportunities, you're playing the right way. And I could tell that playing with a guy like Freddie and you could see it start to come. It wasn't as consistent as we wanted to, but when you're not giving up a whole lot and you're creating that, those opportunities, then it's, it's a good sign. And whether it's that or whether it's, you know, you just have a, you just have a feeling, right? So it's been, uh, it's, it's been a work in progress, but it's been a fun one. And I think we can just keep getting better, better and better. So your role this season has become a little more defensive. You're you know, top among forwards and penalty kill time on ice, mm-hmm. uh, getting more defensive zone starts. How did that come about? Was that, you know, does Coach Montgomery tell you right off the bat that's what he has in mind, or does that just kind of evolve that way? Yeah, it's not like I came in this year saying, hey, I'm going to play a lot of PK minutes and all this and all that, you know. I want to be a, I think anyone wants to be a guy who plays in every type of situation, power play, PK, even strength. Um, we have a lot of good players in the team, you know, and um, so for me, our, my power play time has been there, um, but we've had other guys step up and, and play and I think our PP has been pretty good um, so to take on a role where I'm starting a lot of penalty kills playing a lot of minutes that way I, I just I take pride in that and if that's what I got to do for this team then I'm happy to do it and we have guys who, who have done a great job of that our PK has been pretty good for the most part and you always want to shoot to play more right you want to play more minutes and you want to be more accountable for your team and and, and take on responsibility so 
but that comes with work and playing the right way. And I've always been taught, you know, you got to play good defensively, to, you know, and then offense comes after that and all that. So you got to find that balance. And that's something I'm still learning is, is the balance of playing defensively, not being too safe, making sure you're getting on four check and, and playing good offensively. But first things first, that's defense. And yeah, the whole penalty kill thing coming in, and I'm taking a lot of pride in that and playing big minutes. And it that feels good when you go out and you kill a penalty and it's a group effort and they create momentum. So that's that's kind of what I have in my head. Um, and that's something that's kind of just evolved, I think. And I'm just trying to play as well as I can to to be the best I can. And if they think I'm good for that situation, whatever the situation is, then I'll, I'll play with pride and, and I'll do the best I can with that. So, um, yeah, I want to keep getting more better and better and play more minutes. And I think that's going to come the, the better we play. Yeah. All right, I like to wrap these up with non-hockey questions. And, uh, this one's still sports-related. So Winter Classic, you guys not only show up in your throwback baseball uniforms, yeah. but then you guys are warming up by playing catch, throwing yeah. the ball around. And then I see uh, you and Frederick <coughs> throwing football around out there as well. <laughs> so my question is, who's the best all-around athlete on the team? Who could you just plop down in any sport and they'd succeed? Um, yeah, it's, me and Frederick usually throw around the football before the game, so... That was kind of funny, going to a hockey game at a baseball field, throwing a football. So I figured we'd throw a little uh, uh, wrench in the hole with the fans there. And what the hell's going on here? But um, I think at – I mean, we've been talking about Freddie a lot. I think I think he's, he's probably up there. Um, it depends. I haven't seen everyone kind of play different sports. Like sometimes you're on the road and you – you have a day off and you go, you know, we found a basketball court one time playing basketball. Freddie looks like he knows what he's doing out there. Um, he's a bigger guy, but he's not not awkward. He's, he's just a good athlete. You can just tell. So I'll put Freddie up there. But there's probably a few other guys who are who can play other sports. But my, my vote would be, uh, would be him. And then my follow to that is if – the entire Bruins team had to play another sport. What sport would you guys be best at as a team? Oh gosh. Um. Let's see. Soccer. How many Euros do we have on the team? <laughs> um. I don't know if it'd be soccer. Golf. Probably not. Golf's hard to pick up. I know guys play, but it's hard to pick up. Let's see, we got football, we got basketball. Basketball, a lot of hockey players look awkward playing basketball. So there's only a couple who can probably maybe fit in. Overlapping seasons, so you know, a lot of guys yeah. play too competitive. Yeah. I, I, like, I mean, I love football, and I know there's a few guys. I know Allmark and Swain like to throw the football around. Me and Freddie do, a couple others. So maybe we could get a football. I'm just trying to figure out so many positions, see what every guy could play. But Freddie used to play QB, so he could be QB. A couple of big guys could be maybe some tight ends, and I don't know if we have enough who's speedy and tall for a wide receiver, but I like to say football lineup, I think. And, I mean, they got a bigger roster, but I think we could put something together. I don't know if we'd compete, but it'd be funny to see anyways. Get against a smaller team. Some guys can probably muck it up in the trenches. Yeah. Just battling in corners and stuff. Yeah, I think so. We kind of have that, yeah, that, that kind of mentality and that little grit, but. I don't know if we're going against football players. I don't think we have a chance, but <laughs> I know we don't have a chance, but it would be fun. I, I mean, I love the game of football. I love watching. I never got to play, so I'd like to translate the team and see what, see what we can do out there. All right. Thanks a lot, Charlie. <laughs> Thank you.